I would like to welcome everybody to the next episode of the Chillin' with Dylan podcast. Today's guest is a challenge champion. Her name is Jenny West, and she won last season the challenge Total Madness. We're going to talk about why she's not on double agents, her thoughts on the Tory and Anissa elimination, and more. Enjoy. Um, so my first question is just about you. 2020 was rough, the pandemic. Yeah. How are you doing? How is it out there in England? Just overall, how is your mentality going with, with COVID and everything? Um, I think I'm one of those people that are very fortunate in that I can, I'm always good at looking at the bigger picture. Um, so whilst I can find it difficult that I can't go out and I can't go to the gym, and I, you know, I go to the gym seven days a week. I love it. You know, I've got to do my bit because there's people dying, thousands every single day. So I just try to look at the bigger picture and it gives me the motivation I need to just do what I need to do, which is just stay at home. Because right now in the UK, we've just entered a third lockdown. Um, we aren't allowed to leave the house for anything but, you know, food shopping, doctor's appointments, dentist appointments, and that's it. You're allowed to go outside once for exercise per day. Um, and they're slapping fines on people left, right and centre. And it's tough. And I know I do feel people that struggle with their mental health, you know, um, they, they, their social interaction is something they really, really miss and has really affected them. Um, so for them particularly, I do, I do feel awful for because, you know, it's not as simple as looking at the bigger picture because, you know, their issues are just as valid as, you know, what's going on in the world. Yeah. So um, but I'm, I'm coping okay. So I'm just doing my best to use my positivity and my, you know, good mental health to try and like help people as much as I can, which I'm, you know, I don't know if I am able to do that, but I will try my best. <laughs> yeah, I think you are. I think there's a lot of people in the challenge community that you're their favorite Instagram to follow because of how positive Aww. you are and how you look at life in a different mindset than some people. It's very flattering. <laughs> um, so I want to go in. I know that the episodes are shown in England at different times. So I don't know if you were able to see yes. last night's episode or not. No, haven't seen it. Okay. I, I got the gist of it. I think I'm up to, um, cause I just look on Instagram the next day to see what happened. But I think that's the one where Anissa eliminates Tori. Yes. Um, yeah. I don't know what the elimination was because uh, uh -huh. I can't watch it. So yeah. <laughs> I'm like trying uh -huh. to catch up. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to start off in the beginning of the episode. We see Corey and Fessy go at it. They're fighting, they're arguing over yeah. what Fessy did to Nelson last week. Last week, um, yeah, right. Okay, wow. You know all three of them because you were on Total Madness with all three of them. Yeah. I just want to know what's your take on the Fessy versus Nelson and Corey thing? Were you surprised that Fessy took that shot? And just what's your overall um, opinion on that whole friendship being shattered? I mean, I, I've only known them three since last season, mm -hmm. um, and I spent pretty much eight weeks with all three of them. And I know that the, obviously Nelson and Corey are like best friends for life. Mm. Um, I'm not sure on like how deep the friendship is with Fessy. And, um, you know, I know that it's Corey and Nelson are like, you know, each of those number ones. Um, but I don't know. I feel like, um, I feel like it's just what the challenge does to you. I think it, it divides people and it brings people together. And I think it depends on the person's personality, how long an effect it'll have on their friendship circles. Some people can hold a grudge, some people just see it as the game. Um, and I think it's just individual to each person. Mm -hmm. Wow, yeah. Um, it's a shame I can't watch more of that because I can only go off what bits I see on Instagram. It's yeah. not, even the first episode hasn't aired yet in the UK. Oh, so you guys are behind. Yeah. Okay. Oh, we're behind. We're like, I think we start like five or six weeks after the U US. Okay. So our first episode's probably going to air probably ne maybe next week. Yeah. Uh, I've not seen adverts for it yet on TV. So. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's behind, but I, I've, I've been trying to keep up to it as much as I can on Instagram. Yeah. I know that people put some clips up there and I, Twitter will probably share some of the stuff that happens too. I want to yeah. ask. If you were ever in a situation where you needed a gold or red skull, um, would you ever do yeah. that? Would you ever ask to be put in against somebody that you're that close with if it's an elimination that you knew you could win? Like if it's a hall brawl versus, I know you're close with like Big T. Yeah. Would you ask like, I need to win. I'm going to go in. I'm going to get a skull. You know what? I don't, think, I, don't, I don't think I've got it in me. I just, I, I just haven't got it in me. I, I thought about, as soon as I said Big T, I thought about it and I thought, you know, because I am so much bigger than her. Yeah. You know, it's not, it wouldn't be a great result for her. Like, she's a beast, no doubt. She's got her own fire. But 
I would beat her in a hole for no, I, I can't imagine a reason why I wouldn't. And I just don't think I could do that to her. Like, I don't think I'd ask her, why is my place more valid on the game than hers? Why should I, why should she sacrifice her getting to the final and potentially winning just because I could definitely beat her in something? I think unless she was in the mindset where she really wants to go home and she didn't want to be there, and she, she's fed up and she wants to leave. And, and I knew that. And I said to her, listen, if you want to go home, do you want me to eliminate you? And I get to the final, you get to go home. Maybe I would in those circumstances. But otherwise, I, I, I wouldn't, know. I just think, why? Well, no, I just, I'd tell her to keep going. <laughs> yeah. um, so the star of last night's episode was Tori. Um, mm -hmm. She had, I think, the most confessionals. But I want to talk about, and in her words, she played a messy game. And that's why she was, uh, sent into elimination, but yeah. she was the one that sent Fessy into the elimination um, because Fessy asked, if you were in Tori's situation, would yeah. you have given, given um, the easy skull to Fessy? And I know there's some rumors swirling that Tori and Fessy are yeah. friends now, and there's some rumors swirling about that. But besides that, would you have given Fessy that opportunity to go in against Nelson? I think, um, I think if, if I didn't have a big friendship with Nelson, then we're just, you know, we're friends, but we weren't like had any, uh, any loyalty to one another. And if Fessy came to me and said to me, can you do me this favor and I'll do you one back? Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, what? because you know, you've got to be able to trust people in the game and that's very, very difficult to do that. Um, and, and I, you know, I was friends with Fessy last season, friends with Nelson as well, but Fessy particularly, um, we got on really, really well. And I think he's very trustworthy. So I think if he came to me and asked that, you know what, if you can do me the favour another time, then yeah, that's fine. You know, if I had loyalties to Nelson, then I wouldn't do. Yeah. I don't think I would actually go to Nelson and be like, just so you know, <laughs> this person wants to do this. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there's a lot of rookies this season and a lot of the rookie girls yeah. had confessionals last night's episode and throughout the whole season um, saying that Tori doesn't really treat them with respect. She God. considers them weak. And that she, um, like when they talk to her, she kind of just like nods her head and then turns around. Um, then yeah. I want to ask you, as a challenge champion, mm -hmm. first, how big is the, so the social game with the vets and with the rookies? And then why do you think Tori had this, like, I'm a vet, I'm better kind of mindset with the rookies? Um, first up, from what I know of Tori, she's just not like that. She's just not an arrogant. And I've got to say, like, if it came across that way, I can assure you that's not what she's like. She's not, she doesn't think she's better than anybody else. She's very humble. However, what I do think is in the house, um, every season you get all these vets in. And I remember my first season as, sorry, a newbie as a, a, you know, I remember my first season coming in, all these people have been here for years and years and seasons on seasons and known each other, got relationships. And they, all those people there understand the game and they've got an idea of how it's gonna play out the second they set foot on, you know, filming soil. The newbies don't know anything. So I was, in anything, in a sense, I was essentially in the way when I first turned up and I want to meet all these people. I'm like, oh, great, look at all these people I'm going to meet. I'm going to make friends for life. I want to go around talking to people. 50% of the cast didn't spend any time talking to me at all. They couldn't be bothered. And I remember getting really upset by it. And me and the other rookie girls, uh, Esther, Big T, we'd all be there like, literally they don't make any effort with us whatsoever. Like no one even bothers like saying hi. They're not even coming to introduce themselves to us. Like. You would do that when I don't know anybody, you think you would. Um, that's how I was brought up. However, now I've been a comeback for a second season and you're so like focused. Now I've got my head around it and I know kind of what is in, in case this whole challenge game. I feel like now I kind of understand that the veterans have got, once there were better things to do, they make people feel good about themselves or feel better about themselves or get to know other people. They've got, they've got alliances to form, they've got deals to make. You know, they need to start to know who their friends and foes are. And I think maybe it, it, it's that her, she's so caught up in other things going on that maybe it comes across like she doesn't care or she's not interested in what they're saying. But I know that Tori would care because mm -hmm. she's a very caring person. And I think it, it's a very stressful environment to be in. And I, I honestly wish everybody could be in that environment and just see what it's like. Because it's like, it's the most, excuse my French, fucked up environment you will ever go in your life like people you think are your friends are not your friends and then like 
people you don't really speak to could then have your back for something you just don't know and it's very very stressful that whole social situation is very stressful the whole environment it can be very very stressful and i think the hardest bit for me is really would i would have to say is that and i'm very good at kind of putting it aside and concentrate on the game but still you're always having to watch your back i feel like i've gone I've rewound life and I've gone back to the 1500s and I'm married to King Henry and I don't know if you know he's my husband but tomorrow he might want to behead me but he's not going to tell me people's going to turn up at the castle and take me away for treason he set it all up behind my back like it literally feels like you're living on on life's edge every yeah. moment <laughs> it's yeah. intense I found it very interesting that because I've talked to a couple of challengers and they all praise Tori they all like she's so nice so yeah. seeing all these confessionals by these like rookie girls yeah. It was surprising that they said that she's like arrogant and she's calling us weak and this yeah. and that and the other. So it was just, I want to see your take on somebody that's been friends with her. Yeah. Yeah. I can only assume that's what it would be. I, I can only assume that it's, you know, it seems that way to them because there's so much going on. There's so many people living under one roof and it's all very high intense stress. And you're just constantly worrying who's going behind your back that she's just talking to people who can help her. Uh -huh. You know, the rookies aren't unlikely to know much. They're brand new. So she's probably thinking like, yeah, you know, I don't want to seem rude, but I, I, I've got like an hour left of social time and I need to go and talk to that person. That person is going to find out what they're saying about me. Like, I, I, it's probably a case of that. That's why I imagine, because I, I only know her to, <laughs> to be a nice person. So. Um, so I want to talk about the elimination really quick. And I know you haven't yep. seen it, but I want to, so do you remember the elimination from Total Madness where it was Anissa versus Jenna and Casey yeah. with Kayla, we had to like throw the balls yeah. in the barrel. The balls into the, yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of like that, but instead you had to carry the barrel across the killing floor or the elimination ground and then dump it out and then throw them at a target. Yeah. Um, so Anissa wins um, and just proves how strong of a competitor she is. Yeah. A lot of people underestimate Anissa. And yeah. to be honest, in the be Anissa kind of destroyed Tori in the beginning. Like Tori's wagon or car was kind of stuck and she couldn't flip it over yeah um, and then you know tori's grace so tori caught back up and it was close at the end but I, if you could talk about anisa and your thoughts on anisa as a competitor overall because she's been here since yeah, it's 2000, yeah. 2003 2004 she's an OG, uh, isn't she? yeah and i know she's getting up there and she might retire soon but i feel like more of the guys underestimate her than the girls yeah. do so yeah. you versus, uh, playing against her last season and obviously you won and you beat all of them. What were your thoughts on Anissa as a competitor? Um, I think, so Anissa, that was the first season that I met Anissa. And I have to say, I've got a very good friendship now. We do speak outside of the show. We send it to the voice notes and stuff like all the time. And I hold her with such high regard. And I think when I went in season last season, I just knew she was a really nice person. But you don't really, when you're working on these challenges, get to see what everyone's performance is like all the time because you're too busy focused on your team or what you're doing. I'm, I'm not one of those people that I can notice. I'm doing the task in hand. Like, I need to focus on the task. So I started hearing last season, you know, people's worries about her not being able to keep up in the final. Um, and I think guys were worried about being partnered with her and her slowing them down. Um, <clears throat> And that for me, like, I hadn't seen any of that. I, you know, I was, okay, right, if that's what you think, you know. Um, and I know that she's very fierce competitor. She's very fiery. She's definitely got the mental attitude to be able to do well in a final and succeed. She's been there for such a long time. And to just keep coming back, keep coming back, and just scraping the final each time must be, like, so annoying and so painful. I can only imagine how frustrating it must be for her. And I definitely think she deserves to make it into final and give it her go. Um, I don't know why people would underestimate her. I think, um, I think because she's been there for so long and not won, I think maybe that's why people have that idea. But, you know, sometimes you can't control the elements. Like, you don't know who's going to be in the final, who, you know, if something worked out a bit different early on the season, that everybody in the final might be people you would have beat, you know? Or maybe your alliance was just a little bit different, that there was people in the final that would have had your back, that would have helped you and thrown, like, you know, penalties on the people that would have made you win. It, honestly, I feel like a, a lot of the game is luck. A lot of it is luck. Yeah, yeah, you have to work hard and yeah, you need a good alliance. But if, you know, if you've not got luck on your side, you can, you can like you say, Tori's thing was stuck and she couldn't move it. Was it because she wasn't strong? Or did she have a dodgy one and it was just stuck? Like, you just don't know. Like, sometimes, sometimes some of the things that happen were like, that's so unfair. And they're like, get on with it. You don't care. 
So I think that might be to do with it. The fact that she's been there for so long and hasn't won a season yet could potentially be. And I think as well as, and I feel this as well, Vanessa, we are two of the oldest female competitors in the game. Um, I'm 34. I think Anissa's 37 or 38. I know there's one or two girls who are kind of like in the mid-30s like us, but the rest of them are in the 20s. And you sometimes get that sense that you're on the shelf. Like, I've even said it myself. I've been like... Like, I've won, thank God, I've, I've won a challenge. Like, A, I never expected to, but B, at least I've done it um, because I, I'm 34. Like, my body's only getting older and older. And all these people coming in, the challenge, like, 24 years old. I can't even remember being 24. It was, like, a decade ago. Like, I, if I was 24 now doing the challenge, they'd all be like, then they'd be scared. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so I think, I think that's what it is. But I know she's, I know she's got it in her to win a challenge she's god she's so she so wants it so bad yeah i don't want her to give up on her dream i want her to keep going for it mm -hmm. um so i want to talk about the cast for this season we have 10 rookies which is a lot we have six mm. i think six female four male i could be off by one or two um but what are your thoughts on having all these rookies in a new season instead of bringing back players that maybe didn't get a second chance um, for example, Esther and um, Sean from War of the Worlds 2. He was like, I think, yeah. out or ASAP from yeah. Total Madness. So what are your thoughts on all these rookies being cast, which gives them opportunities. But then again, it seems like if you get out first or second, you might not get another chance. Yeah. I mean, as somebody who was there in isolation, ready to go on the show, essentially, I, you know, I wasn't, on, I wasn't in that season. So did a rookie take the place or was it a vet that took the place? I don't know. And I'm not going to find out. And I'm not even going to bother asking, you know, Ben TV, hey, he replaced me. Um, I think they have in their mind of how they want the season to play out. And I think they want the season to be interesting to follow up to, to the viewers. They want, they want certain rivalries. So they're going to pick certain cast members who they know are going to clash. And then they need some people to keep the middle ground. So you know what they're doing when they're casting the seasons. Um, and I think if I was going in, if I had gone in season, if there'd been loads of rookies, I think I would have thought that was better because um, I think the rookies, you know, they haven't got, yes, they might have watched the show, but until you've lived it, you really don't know what it's going to be like. Um, and it's good because you can kind of like, um, give them the low down, let them make the decision themselves. You know, this is what goes on. This is what's going to happen. Someone's probably going to try and screw you over at some point. Let, what, you, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Do you want to come with me? Or do you want to go with them? Like, you kind of like start making alliances with them. I guess, I guess uh, they're easy to manipulate, but I'm not the type of person who would manipulate people, but they are going to be easier to manipulate, um, potentially. Um, so I think if there was more vets, maybe the viewers would like that better, for sure. Mm -hmm. But I think uh, challenge players, probably prefer to be more vet, uh, to be more rookies. <laughs> so I do want to go into why you weren't on this season. Um, so we heard you were quarantining um, through the pandemic for the season, yeah. but we, we don't see you on the screen. So can you just explain what the situation was and why you're not there? Well, what happened was I was in Iceland in quarantine and um, I'd done the week in London, flew out to Iceland with cast members. We got to a hotel in Iceland, was in there for a few days and then someone just literally came to my room and went, grab your suitcases, you're leaving now. And I was like, oh, right, are we, are we leaving to location? Thinking we're going to location. And then somebody downstairs shut me in a car. And then they're like, really, really sorry. Well, you're now an alternate. I was like, okay, you're joking. Yeah, you're pulling my way. And they were like, and then Mark Jansen was in the car with me as well. And he, he thought, because uh, he didn't know if he was going to be main cast or not anyway. And he, I think he thought, because I was sat next to him, because I'd won last season, that we were both going to get pulled in. And they were just joking. So we got to this, like, luxury villa in Iceland. And I was like, do you know what? What will be, will be, you know, if we're not in it, there's a reason why. Maybe I would have broke my leg or maybe I was going to break my arm next week and, you know, whatever. And then after, like, a few days, I think it all, I realised that I'm actually, no, you are, you are an alternate. <laughs> I was like, fuck! Um, but... I, I am, again, it's a, if people don't like positive people, they're going to hate my statement now and prepare yourself. This is very positive. But I don't, I would never, ever sit here and feel really bad about it ages and resent and dwell on it. I always think what will be will be. And you know what? I've, you know, maybe I would have broke my arm. Maybe I would have broke my leg doing a challenge and hanging off a platform. It was fucking freezing weather. And, and, and Prague was miserable with the weather. So when I kind of wrapped my head around the idea that potentially was going home, I was all for it. I was like, do you know what? If I'm not going to go in, I'm not going to force something or moan about something that I can't change because actually maybe it's for the best. 
So I flew home after about um, 10 days in Iceland and then went hard with my friends and said, and then just slipped back into my life back home in England. And, and you know, I, I can't, and I can say it hand on heart, I, you know, I, do I wish I'd been on it? Only if it was right for me to have gone on it and clearly it wasn't. So I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so I do want to ask, do you know why? Because it makes no sense to me. I know. No that idea. you were a challenge champion. You were on last season. You won last season. You won two eliminations. Yeah. <laughs> they fly you to Iceland and then they, they cut you. Like, Mark? I, I don't know. I know they had to do a lot of COVID testing. So I think they were having more people there. There was a lot more people there probably than normal as like backups. Uh, whether they ever plan to have me as main cast, I still don't know. And one thing I haven't done is I haven't even double, you know, gone, dear MTV, hi, it's Jen. I just wondered if you could let me know because there's no point. They're not going to tell me the reason why. Whatever the reason is, it will not be told because they don't need to tell me. And, and I'm just going to, you just have to just one of those things, those big mysteries in life, I'll never know. And unfortunately, now I can't tell you guys. There's, somebody said that I failed a COVID test. I didn't fail a COVID test. I had four COVID tests, never failed any of them. Um, I have since had COVID, but that was in October um, when I was back in the UK, like about five weeks later. No, more than that, about seven weeks later. So, yeah, no, I know, right. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I want to ask about the Mark, because I feel like, I don't know if you've seen Mark season Big Brother. He was on mm -hmm. Big Brother with Josh. And yeah. he almost hit Josh in the face with a frying yes, pan. Yes, I knew they didn't get on, Mark yeah, told me. <laughs> he grabbed a frying pan and almost hit him in the face with it. It was hilarious. But um, I would have liked to see you two on the, and I know Mark's a rookie, so we don't know how he would have competed, but you mm. won. And I, I really liked rooting for you. And I would have liked to see you two on more than some of the people that they had on this season, to be honest with you. Yeah. You think, obviously, I'm assuming you're going to be on next season or get another chance. Um, but do you think Mark will ever get a, a second chance to be on again? Or do you think this was his... I, I mean, I, I always think if MTV asks you and they fly you over to location, then they're clearly extremely interested in having you on the show. Um, and, and, the, and the process of selecting people for the show is very intricate and it takes a long time and they, de they carefully think about who they want and why they want them and what that person brings to the game or, you know, or to, to the competition. Um, so I don't doubt that they would probably ask Mark again because, you know, it's, it's a lot to get, you know, obviously he obviously ticks a lot of boxes initially for them to want him there. So I think if it's the right season, they'll have him on. It obviously just wasn't the right season for them. I think there, was, there seemed to be a lot of last-minute changes made. Uh, it seemed that was the way. We, there was a lot, you know, people were saying, like, people getting bundled into cars and getting taken out of cars and put them back in hotel rooms and other people getting taken out. So it looked like last minute they were very much, like, making very quick last-minute changes. Why? I don't know. What for? I don't know. Um, but the always, I know, I'm so sorry. I want to be more helpful, but I really, I, I, I know as much as you. Yeah. Um... <laughs> So the first few weeks, I want to talk about double agents now for a little bit. Yeah. Um, the first few episodes, it was kind of like, if you're a champ, we're going for you. We're coming for you. Yeah. Um, so we saw CT and West get thrown into the first elimination, but it was a female elimination. So Ashley went home and then West was sent home a couple of weeks later. Um, I want to know if you were in there, do you think, I mean, how do you think it would have run? Because you seem like the type of person that's friends with everybody. Like you're one of the nicest challengers. Mm -hmm. Um, would you have been on the, you would have obviously been with the champs. You would have probably been targeted as well. Yeah. How do you think you would have played your game differently knowing that it's you, Ashley, CT, Wes, and Durrell versus the whole house, basically? Yeah. Um, well, uh, I mean, like you said, I, I am friends with everybody. And it's not because I, I want to be liked. It's not because, you know, I, I, I think, I, you know what? It's, it's, I don't have any reason why. I think I'm just very easygoing. I'm so easygoing. I'm almost backwards with, with my, I'm just like so laid back. And I think that, um, I think that that's probably the reason why I tend to get on with a lot of people. I don't like, I don't like conflict and confrontation, not because I'm not afraid to speak up for myself. I just don't like, I just don't like when people don't get along. It sounds really stupid. I like people to get along, which is exactly the opposite, probably what MTV wants to show. They probably like it when people don't get along and they want, you know, a bit of drama and stuff. Um, but I very much like, oh, everyone gets along. Oh, we're all like a big family. Like, I love all that. Um, so I think like already I'd made, you know, I've become good friends with Gabby in lockdown. Obviously, Big T and I are friends. I spoke to Liv as well. Liv and I spoke all the time. 
obviously I'm friends with Kyle. Kyle's not one, technically he would have been targeted. So I have, I have a few friends there that have never won before, Tori and Fessy. So whilst I'm a champion, I like to think, I would like to think that the, the friends that I have got would have stuck by me. Um, particularly one or two of them, more so than the other ones, I would like to thought they would have, um, if they'd heard something, they would have say, said something to me or they would have had my back. Um, so yeah, I, yeah, I, I like something they would have done, you know. <laughs> um, so I want to talk about this season being partnerships. You've never been on a partnership season. You've been on like no. a team format and an individual format. So first, how would you have liked a partnership season? And then... I, you, as we talked, the episodes haven't aired yet, but the first episode, you got to pick your partner. TJ just basically said, go ahead, choose somebody. So who would have been your first choice of a partner of who you would like to work with? Um, does it have to be a guy? Yes, it does. It was guy-girl pairs. Ah. <laughs> um, I probably would have picked probably um, Fessy. Mm -hmm. Because he's very, very passionate. He works very hard. Kyle. Okay. And I know Kyle's a bit of an underdog, but he came second last year. Yeah. And Kyle does not quit. I've worked with him in Challenge with him and Issa. They, he does not quit. Um, and maybe for experience, someone like CT or Wes, if I wanted to go with someone a bit more experience, I think probably those four. Yeah. Yeah. Ashley, Ashley went with CT. And then yeah. the whole house was like, they're both champions. We got to send them in right away. That's what yeah. you did. I think, I think I would have loved to see you and Kyle work together because you guys, I think, would have made it far because you're both very likable. Like, you have strong social games. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I get along with everybody. I'm not yeah. the best at kind of politicking. It's not really my thing. I can often only think about what I'm having for lunch, let alone noticing in the room that two people probably have got something going on between them and maybe I should keep an eye on that. Like, I literally the most unobservant person you could ever meet. Like, if I go to the gym and I'm training, or, you know, people be like, message you on Instagram you're so rude I said hi to you you didn't even see me I was like oh my god I'm so sorry like I can literally not even notice someone when they're waving at me saying hello so let alone god help me I'm in a house of people that are conspiring against me I'd be like hi do you want a cup of tea I'm making a cup of tea do you want one like I wouldn't even notice so um it would definitely do me well to be with somebody who notices things like that for sure yeah. um and Kyle is very likable yeah he's very likable he's so much fun as well he's hard working mm -hmm. um so one more thing about Double Agents before we go back to War of the Worlds 2. Mm -hmm. There's somebody on this season named Lolo Jones, um, yeah. an Olympian. And a lot of people have, I don't want to say compared you to, but realized how strong of a competitor you are. Um, saw what you did last season. And we'd yeah. love to see you versus Lolo in a final, in an elimination, or just yeah. in general. So... What are your, what's your take on Lolo being cast as an Olympian? And how do you think you would have competed against her? Uh, I think it really depends on the type of elimination because you can have things that are going to be better for you and not. So if it's something extremely physical, yeah, I, I'm an athlete, but so is she. So it would have been, it would have been like a toss up of, you know, who's got the mental game switched on, who wants it more maybe. But then some things, you know, she would definitely be better at me than me. And maybe some things I would be better at than her. Like if you had to, I didn't know deadlifting the amount of weight over and over and over and over again. I put my hands up and maybe I would have taken that one because I'm great at deadlifts and I can deadlift weight till tomorrow. Um, but if it was something where you gotta know, climb something or whatever, maybe she would have beat me at that. So that's why I always spend all my time in off season working on everything that I think I'm not good at. Or think, because I don't want to get eliminated off something that is physical in any way. Because even though I'm good at physical things, I've, everyone's got their, their weak points. Um, so it only needs to be elimination. It's got something on it that I'm not as strong at physically. And then someone else could take it from me. Mm -hmm. um, it would have been great to compete against someone. I mean, I've competed against Tori, so I consider her an athlete as well. Um, and it is nice competing against other girls that are like physically strong as well. It's a, it's a nice, uh, it's, a, it's nice, you know, two strong women going against, going against each other. And I, I like that. I like that there's so many strong women. I think it's great. Like Casey, who's a, I think she's a professional football player. She's brilliant. She, yeah, she's, she's, so, she's so physical. She's brilliant. Yeah, I love that. I like more, more strong women. Just get them all in. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I want to go back to your beginning. War of the Worlds 2 was your first season. Um, if you could just tell us like your casting story and how, you, how they reached out to you, how you became on the, started to be um, on the challenge. Well, I feel very fortunate 
this sounds really ar arrogant or ignorant and I don't really intend it to do it to be but I have never heard of the challenge before because in the UK it didn't air I think it just like airing that year so I, I feel very fortunate that I was given the opportunity to take part I know a lot of people particularly in America it's their biggest dream and I get messages daily from people saying how do you get on the show it's my dream to be on the challenge um but I was represented by an agent because I work in the fitness industry and I had been on TV in the past in the UK on a, a show called Survival of Fittest. And it was like a, a watered down version of Love Island uh, with challenges and stuff like that for four weeks. Um, and then um, my agent had MTV reach out to them to see if anybody for the challenge. And I think they'd seen my twin sister and I um, on Instagram and wanted to interview us both. But my twin sister didn't want to do it because she was like, um, she was due to get married um, in the new year and she's very much a home girl. And I think she didn't like the idea that she'd be away from home for like eight weeks because we were told it could be eight, 10 weeks. Um, and I think she just thought to herself, I don't want to go away from home for that long. So she didn't want to audition. So I nearly didn't get on the show because MTV only wants to audition us both together. They didn't want one of us or the other. They only wants us together as the West Twins. So anyway, um, I didn't have my interview, four or five weeks passed and then my agent went, they still want to interview you on your own, Jenny, if you still want to do the interview, they'll just have you on your own. So I was like, oh, great. So I did the interview and I think it was uh, one of the producers uh, who interviewed me called Sky, I think it was Sky. And I can't remember exactly who it was. I just remember them saying, <laughs> um, why do you think we should have you on the challenge? And I replied, <laughs> I thought, if you're looking for someone to cause drama, start fights and sleep around, it's not me. Who <laughs> <laughs> does that? And why they cast me, I'll never know. Because that's exactly the opposite of generally what they would want to have on the show. They obviously want the physical people. They want people to cause drama. And I just basically saying to them, I'm not going to cause any drama. I'm there to compete. But they must have been looking for more competitors as well. I think they wanted it to go more in that direction, maybe. I don't know. So anyway, I found out like a week or five days before I flew out that I was going on the show. So I had five days. So loads of people would say to me like, um, when I lost my elimination with Tori, lots of people said, how did you not know how to do a whole ball? How have you not seen it? Why didn't you prepare? And I was like, mate, I got five days notice to fly all the way to Thailand to jack in my job you know, sort out work, sort out my guinea pigs, who's going to look after them, to sort out a wardrobe, to sort out my travel, to sort out any injections I need to have done. Like, there was a world of things I needed to do. The last thing I had time to go and do was get on YouTube and try and watch clips of this program I've never even heard of. So I just packed my suitcase and just left and got thrown in the lion's den. And that was it. And that was it. <laughs> that's, a, that's a cool story. <laughs> um, so... The War of the Worlds 2 cast was one of the strongest casts, I would say, in a while. We have all these yeah. challenge champions. You became a challenge champion after. Um, but I want to talk about some people that I've been playing this game with the people that have become on my podcast. Where I'll like, mention a name. And then just what was your first impression upon meeting them? Okay. Um, so I got five names I picked out that I think would be interesting. So the first one I have is he ended up winning this season, Jordan. What was your first impression of Jordan? Jordan Wisely. Yes. Um, I'd say, and I think you wouldn't mind me saying this, um, what's the word to use? Well, it's, my first impression is very confident. Second one, outspoken, very outspoken and very opinionated. And I think he doesn't understand when people have different opinions to him. I think he, doesn't, he won't let up until you understand his point. Um, but it is something that I find very amusing in him and something that I, I like to watch that play out on numerous occasions. Um, so I, I think I found him very caring as well because I don't think I spoke to Jordan until about the fourth week in when shit was going down the pan. All my, you know, essential alliance that I'd accidentally fallen into started all getting chucked out of the game. And then I became very close to Tory and obviously Jordan and Tory together. So I ended up speaking to him more. Um, and I, I, I liked him fight. He's very, very fiery, very opinionated and very kind. So that's what my opinion was of him. Um, the next one I have is um, he ended up winning with you on Total Madness, Bananas. Yeah. Oh, funny. <laughs> Just funny as hell. One of the funniest people, like, I think I've ever been in a room with. Like, he's got the driest sense of humor ever. Like, he, he's not mean to his words. He's happy to let people know what he thinks of them. He's not worried if he offends you. And I've got to say, like, I, I really applaud people who don't mind being hated <laughs> I think good on you and you know what he's just not worried about that at all he's impish and he's like he's almost like a kid that's running around causing upset everywhere he goes like stirring the spoon everywhere he goes he wants her to be 
like people kind of like you know you want to t t solve a bit of trouble or something yeah. that's like oh, a fun amusing yeah, yeah it's very amusing yeah <laughs> um the next one i have is um i think she was the talking point of the whole season was cara maria first yeah. impression of cara it's a shame really because i didn't get to speak to cara much i only heard I, what I can only go off is what people are telling me and I never like to do that. I don't like to make opinions off people based on other people's experiences because, you know, you're only hearing one side of the story. So obviously Johnny's not friends with her and Johnny was saying to me she's not very trustworthy, you know, and um, I think I had one conversation with, with Cara, um, not many conversations the whole time I was there. I think I had one or two conversations with her the whole season and it was a day that I got eliminated. I'd heard a rumour that I was going into elimination and I, by that point, I was so battered and brushed, bashed and uh, my soul had been ripped from me. All my friends had gone home. Um, I literally had like two or three people left there that I could trust. And I just, literally, I just didn't want to be there anymore. I was, I was crying all day. Not because I was going to elimination. I was crying because I was fed up. I was fed up of being there. I hated it. And Cara sat with me for like 15, 20 minutes and was talking to me and, and shed some really nice kind words to me. So regardless of what people have said to me about her, my experience with her has only ever been nice. Um, I think she's a very caring person. That was a, the only kind of time I got to speak to her. And you know, since then, we um, on Instagram, if she sees me get anything horrible said about me or anything, she's the first person to go into my DMs and message me and say to me, I hope you're okay. Yeah. So I think my opinion of her has only got to be that she's a nice person. Yeah, she gets a lot of hate, but everything I've seen on social media and everything is like she's one of the nicest. Yeah, it's very contradicting. <laughs> it makes you wonder if people are telling you they had a bad experience. You know how sometimes you can get off on the wrong foot with somebody and that's it and you can't change your opinion. I can only imagine some people had that experience with her. Um, but, you know, I've, she's never done anything to me mm -hmm. and I've only ever had her be very kind towards me. So I can <laughs> only go off that. So I think I find that she's uh, very unique. She's very, I think she's a little bit misunderstood, perhaps. I think she reminds me of one of my sisters. Um, she's very, she's different in a really, really amazing way. And I think she's a very, um, she's a very soulful person. I think she thinks a lot with her heart. Um, and I, I, I feel like her and I would be very good friends if we lived near to each other. And we spoke to her on a regular basis. I think we'd actually be very good friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, the next one I have is uh, Kyle. I don't know if this was your first impression meeting Kyle, because obviously you both came from, um, England, but yeah. what was your first impression when you saw Kyle was on the season that you were going to be on his team? So I first met Kyle at the airport okay. um, in the UK when he's got to season 34 um, and um, straight away from the, for probably the second or third thing that opened out of his mouth was jokes. Everything's a joke all the time and, and nothing's ever serious. And so straight away, I understood him as somebody that was very fun. And if you need light, you know, if you want someone to lighten the mood, go to Kyle. Because he will 100% do it. Like, I think 90% I think of what comes out of his mouth is just like a joke. But I know that he wants to get taken more seriously. Uh, he did say to me, like, he, you know, I know I think people think I joke all the time, but I, I do take this game seriously. Um, so, yeah. And, and I think a, a few people warned me about Kyle in the first season, saying he's not very trustworthy. I think he'd had... I th he told me that in his first season, he made a decision. Uh, and everybody was saying it wasn't very trustworthy. But at the time, he says, I didn't really know what I was doing. And I can't remember what it was. You might remember more than me, but he made some kind of decision on something, either a tribunal or something. Um, and he says it was his first season. He didn't really know what, about the game. And people said he wasn't trustworthy, but he said, I am trustworthy. Um, so, yeah. Long-winded uh, answers. I could make it really simple. I thought it was very funny. <laughs> um, the next one I have is Cam. Killer yeah. Cam. What was your first impression of Cam on War of the Worlds? And so unfortunately, I didn't get to speak to Cam much. Um, she was, of, and remember I said to you before, there was, um, you know, the, rookie, the rookies kind of, kind of did, we didn't know anybody. And a lot of the veterans, they, they're, they're coming back into the season, all the friends are there. Like, you know, um, uh, Leroy, he obviously, like, that's her ex-boyfriend. Like, he was there. So she's obviously, she, I could see them flirting. There's obviously a lot of, you know, history there. And they've got all the things better at the time. So I didn't really get to speak so much. The only time we ever spoke, was when the food came out because Cam and I would first ones up the food and we'd be like she'd be inspecting all the dishes if the lids off and be like oh that was very nice like going through everything and she would like get like three or four burgers and hide them away for later on um so yeah I didn't, I didn't and unfortunately didn't get to speak so much really uh -huh. um yeah um and the last one I have for first impressions is Laurel 
again, another person didn't speak too much, probably until about the two, second or third week in, as our alliance kind of got battered, the rest of us kind of like started speaking more, because I was new, so people didn't really make much effort with me, which I totally understand, like, you've got bigger fish to fry. Um, but Laurel, very feisty, uh, very opinionated, and a very, very fierce competitor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so I want to ask you about a specific elimination, um, the Laurel versus Ninja elimination, yeah. like all the controversy. Um, what was your thoughts on it? The horn was rung, but then Laurel still lost. It was like a whole thing. Um, it's, it, yeah, it's was, very difficult. Go yeah, on. What, what, sorry, what's your thoughts were on it? And then more specifically, you were, I think it was like week two or week three, right? So you were just got on the show. And as you said, you never saw the show. So yeah. tie that, can you tie that into like being a rookie and like the yeah, it's a, it was a very weird experience because I couldn't, I couldn't believe like everyone started arguing, everyone was shouting. They had like the two alliances were clearly formed. People were shouting over here, they, they were shouting there, and I'm just in the middle of it all, like, oh my god, like, are we not going to discuss it like adults? Like everyone's like, yeah, shouting and screaming, and I was like, oh my god, this is like watching an episode of Jerry Springer, which we which we have in the UK, uh, is literally like drama with a capital D. You just needed a drink and some popcorn you could just sit down and soak it all in so it was very entertaining to watch um i think it was in laurel's shoes i understand the situation it was very technically she hadn't put all the pegs in the holes one had been missed she put it in a hole that she thought was a hole wasn't a hole um but when if i had been told i'd won and tj blown horn when jenny's won if i if he hadn't blown his horn and there was silence when, and I thought I'd done it, I'd have been like, okay, clearly I haven't done it, something's wrong. And I would have given the opportunity to climb up and go and rectify a mistake. However, he blew the horn. So at that point, Laurel sucked. She came down, she did all this, which we all <laughs> loved. And she got down to the bottom and she'd won the, she won that elimination. She was staying in the game. And then when everyone saw it, Ninja pulled up that, you know, it's not been done right. Um, and then it was like, they scrambled to the top again. It, it, it was then obviously given to Ninja. So I also have a Ninja's point of view. I also have a Laurel's point of view. It was, uh, it's just a really, really shitty circumstances because <laughs> they're both very good competitors. Very shitty circumstances. I don't know how I'd feel. I think I'd be really, really pissed off. I think I would have been very pissed off to have gone home when I thought I'd, I'd been told that I'd won. You know, the horn had gone off. As a competitor, you want to know that you've done it. So that would have been a uh, mm -hmm. pity shit. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I want to ask just a hypothetical question. Um, we never really know what's going to happen, but let's say Laurel does win that elimination. Whatever the conclusion yeah. is settled, Laurel wins. Um, how would that have changed the rest of the season? Um, because then Kara's side loses yeah. one, your side gains Laurel. Um, how yeah. do you think that would have changed the whole dynamic of the season? It, it literally could have changed everything. Everything. That was a very, very strong alliance on their side. They always had the bigger numbers. Um, we had to just have brute force and strength and try and get through eliminations and keep trying to win them. Um, and if Laurel had won, um, like you say, our numbers would have been up. The tables were in turns. And I like to think we could have... Um, I mean, at that point, bearing in mind, I still didn't really know what was going on. I didn't even realise until two weeks in that Team England wasn't Team England. I generally thought... I know, but that's because I was seeing the game. And everybody was like, shut up. Yes, you did. And I was like, on my guinea pig's lives, I had no idea that I can't trust everybody on Team UK. Like, until that, until like two weeks in, it became really apparent to me that there was some kind of divide. I was so <laughs> clueless, like so clueless. Um, and it would have changed everything. I think, um, I think the next elimination after that for girls might have been mine versus Nicole. Mm -hmm. And Nicole went home. I think that was the one after that one. I think it was an yeah, extreme one after that one. So that meant Nicole probably wouldn't have gone home. Probably would have been somebody else gone in to the elimination. I mean, um, yeah, it happened. And, uh, and unfortunately, shit happens. Yeah. <laughs> it might have been like Kaylee. Kaylee or Dean. Yeah. Do you know what? It would have been nice for somebody, for somebody to go elimination. You just, I can't tell you how frustrating it is to sit in a season and... Obviously, I went into elimination twice, but some people went in three or four times. Bear, I think, went in four times. But to see your, to see your, the same people going into elimination time and time again. Elimination is a chance to prove yourself, which they've done numerous times. And everybody of the alliance knew they always had the numbers. So you can imagine, right? You turn up at challenge day, right? Team UK loses. Big wow. Happened about nine times before. We lose. One of us is going to go home. Okay. That night, you're going your night out, right? We can all politic. I'm there 
try and have the time of my life, which is not going to happen because I know that tomorrow's a girl's day and everybody's probably talking about trying to get me in. So you'll be there and not in your stomach thinking, oh my God, I'm going to go into the nation tomorrow. Meanwhile, you look over at another girl in your team who, by the way, should technically be nervous that she might be going to the nation. You look over and she's there knocking back the shots like, ah, oh my God, that's the best night ever. <laughs> and you're like, fuck off. I'm going to go home tomorrow. You're fine. Having a great time because you're not going home. And it was the most frustrating thing to see them. The same people skate by every single week, safe on the knowledge that they were never going to go home. I would have loved a last minute, like, member of their alliance to be like, not really with you guys, only fucking with you and putting you in. Like, it would have been like, I would have loved to see their faces if they thought they were going in elimination. Like, they skated by, I wish the Red Skulls was a thing back then. Yeah. I honestly yeah. love the Red Skull thing. I love it. Um, so, Kaylee eventually gets purged out. And Georgia, I think, put something on Twitter or Instagram, just like, that's what you get for sending me in. Um, yeah, purged out. So what was your thoughts? Because I think you were already gone at this point. Yeah, I went. I'll tell you that happened. It was um, Tuesday night was a female elimination or it was, it was either Tuesday or Thursday. I think it was, uh, a it was a Tuesday. It was a Tuesday. I got eliminated at approximately 10 p.m. at night, Thailand time. Cried my eyes out. Did my, they called me in from exit interview. I was up till 5 a.m. doing exit interviews. Went to bed. Woke up in the morning, got my phone back, and I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. I've got like, my phone back. Went and sat by the hotel pool that was about a mile and a half away from the challenge house. And I was, and obviously I didn't know anything was going on. So I'm on the phone to my friend, video calling her, going, oh my God, I'm out, I'm out. And I hear some voices. And I look over, and I can see coming up the steps of the hotel is Joss and Kaylee. And I'm going, oh my God, they're here for interviews because we have our interviews at the same hotel. Our, you know, we are confessionals. They're yeah. all at the hotel. So I thought they were there for confessionals. So they could hear me talking on the phone and looking over. And I'm like, hi guys. Because obviously we're not allowed to see each other out, you know, when you're filming. So I was like, this is so weird that like production of letters see each other. Normally they don't. I'm obviously so dumb and naive. I didn't realize they'd been eliminated. Um, they disappeared, came back about five minutes, like, came over to the pool. And I was like, what are you doing? You're going to get in trouble. They're like, no, 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 we've been eliminated. I was like, what? So it was literally hours later. I think that morning they had them all up at like 6 or 7 a.m. for an early morning challenge. This was like 11 o'clock in the morning, 10 o'clock. Yeah. So literally about less than 12 hours later, they were already out. At the hotel. So I That's a bit karma there, isn't it? I got the best swim time of all the girls on that challenge where you had to jump off the cliff yeah. and swim to the boat. I think I got the third best overall and second and the first best of all the girls. Um, so Josh has only kept me in and, and, and they had me as a partner. You probably wouldn't have lost that, that challenge. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to talk about the whole dynamics of the season. So it seemed like it was Car Marie and Polly versus Jordan and Tori, right? Yeah. And this season was complete dysfunction compared to even seasons we've had prior and yeah. then madness. Like it was just such a weird, it was two sides going at it, right? So I want to know, what were your thoughts on that? And then it seems you fell on the Jordan and Tory side. Um, yeah. You were a rookie, so you didn't have as many connections as you do now. So why did you fall on the Jordan and Tory side? Like, how did that happen? It was very simple. Um, I, I spoke to a lot of the UK people at the airport because I was traveling with them. So Georgia, um, Georgia was very nice and made a massive effort with me um, and Big T. So when we arrived, and um, who else was it as well? Uh, Zahida. Uh -huh. um, so when we arrived, if there were the people that I knew, and I'm very sociable, and I can talk to anybody. Like I don't get phased talking to strangers. So I was ready to meet loads of people. Um, but I ended up going to room with Georgia. So when you're rooming with somebody, it's very important because alliances can start forming from that very point. And that's how I ended up falling into that alliance because they were my friends. They became my friends first. So I, it's very. If anyone wants to know who I'm working with, just look at who my friends are because I'm. I'll be having the backs of people who are my friends. You know, and that's, it's a very transparent game I play. It's very obvious. You know, I'm not going to have some secret, like, friendship with somebody that no one knows about. Like, these are my friends. These are people are going to work with. So um, I didn't know that extended to Jordan and Tori when I first came into the game. I didn't even know there was a game <laughs> for about two weeks. And then as the numbers started dwindling, I think anybody who was, like, a little bit more independent then started, started then gluing themselves to certain alliances quickly to, to, to keep, make themselves stronger. I think Jordan and Tori are very... Good competitors, I think they don't 
they don't worry about relying on alliance to get them through the game. They know it's important, but I don't think they worry about it too much because they trust themselves to, um, you know, do, do what needs to be done. But I think they definitely felt the need to get into the alliance halfway through that season. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I want to ask, you obviously went into Hall Brawl, sadly lost to Tory. Um, do you think you become a two-time challenge champion if you win that elimination? Because obviously you won Total Madness, but I, I think if you win that elimination, you go on and you win the final, to be honest with you. What were your... I do, I do think if I'd won that elimination, I, I, um, I, don't, I don't think I would have gone out on the purge the next morning. No. Because, because I'm a very strong swimmer and very fast swimmer. Um, I was swimming from like 10 weeks old. Um, and I, and I think I would have, I would have smashed it. And I think, I think a lot of the guys would have wanted me as their partner because they knew I had the fastest swim time. So I think I would have been, I think I would have ended up getting partnered with someone quite strong. Um, and I think if I make, I know if I make the final, we'll never have given up because yeah. I just can't, I haven't got it in me to give up. I don't care if my legs hanging off. I don't care if I've got a headache from hell. Like nothing would ever stop me. Like I just can't, I can't do that to myself. Yeah. I'd rather die. So I do think I, I could potentially be a two-time champ, but if I had won last season, that could have affected my game the following season. Everything's got a knock-on effect. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I, I can never have any, I can't ever look back at things and think like, oh, I wish this or wish that. I just have faith in my journey in life and what's going on. And, you know, if something happens the way it does, it was meant to happen that way. Uh, and and that's, that's fine for me. I'm happy to go with that. <laughs> um, so now I want to get into Total Madness for a little bit. Season you won. Um, Obviously, we didn't have Car Maria, we didn't have Cam, Polly, and Leroy. If those four were cast, how do you think it would have impacted the game? Because obviously, Leroy and Bananas are best friends, but Bananas yeah. and Car and Polly don't necessarily get along. And no. then Jordan and Tori didn't get along with Car and Polly. So, how do you think it would have changed the whole dynamic of the game? I think it would have been like World of the Worlds 2 all over again. Because okay. we have too many of the same cast members. I think if Car Maria, Paula, and Cam, then they would have gone up with D and Rogan and CT and Wes, and it would have been literally last season all over again. I can't tell you when I found out that, that a lot of the cast members weren't going to be back again. I thought, great, a different season, because otherwise it would have just felt like the same season. And I no doubt that we would have all slipped into the same roles as last season because we're all holding a grudge against each other still. So. Well, I mean, I think my, we call ourselves the Reject Alliance. We were still so cut off and angry by what happened to us the season before. We're all just pissed off. And I think it would have just been the same. It would have been World of Worlds 3. It was yeah. the same. It would have been World of Worlds 2 plus 1. It just would have been the same kind of season. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so I want to talk about the bunker and I know some people really hated the bunker they talked yeah. about media and then some people I mean everybody hated the bunker but some people actually loved total madness because yeah. it wasn't as dysfunctional as war of the worlds too yeah so oh my god you won so it's a positive experience for you obviously yeah but can you just talk about the season as a whole and the bunker and the mindset of the bunker and then what your thoughts are on it were. I'll try and round it up without going on for too much. There's lots I can say on this. <laughs> I am one of the people that liked the bunker. Okay. Um, I liked the fact that it was quiet, spread out. Everything was really spread out. So every single the house I've been in, you know, everyone's on top of each other. It was a big house, but the rooms were next door. Now you've got vast corridors disconnecting the kitchen from the bedroom. So it was, it was really nice and spread out. None of the rooms had windows on. So if you wanted to go to bed, it was nice and dark. Like, yes, it smelled. Yes, there was no clean air. Yes, the toilets were a five-minute round trip. But I actually quite liked the environment. And what I think I liked about it as well is I know that other people struggled with it. And I knew I wasn't. I'm very resilient. So I knew that if it made them feel very defeated, um, then it would give me a better opportunity to kind of like do well in challenges and eliminations because people are uh, kind of like at their end of their tether. They were fed up. Um, and I was like, okay, I can keep going. So this is good for me. Um, and then, um, uh, what, was it, what was it you said? Uh, there was part, so the bunker, and then there was something else. Um, just like overall, the, your mindset of the season with the cast and just- Yeah, oh yeah. It, oh, so I remember what I was gonna say now. Loads of people have been on multiple seasons of the challenge. In fact, everybody who'd ever been on more than one season of the challenge said it was the best season for, for everybody just getting along. 
And I thought it was, it could not have been, it could not have contrasted more to the season before it. And Johnny said to me, you've literally come in at the worst season the challenge has ever seen with the most arguments, the most fights, and the most backstabbing on World of Worlds 2 to the nicest season the challenge has ever seen with everybody getting along and everyone being nice to one another and people being like, oh, she might never put you in. Oh, go on, then. it's okay. You can put me in, it's okay. And, and then next time I can do it. And everyone was like dead agreeable. Obviously there was like, things still went down. Of course, but I think as, as you know, as, in contrast to the season, it was very nice season to do, and not just because of one. I think everybody agreed. Everybody, we got very emotional our last night out. We're all kind of getting a bit teary eyed because we're all saying how nice it was to, you know, have done the full season with all these people and everyone was so nice. I think, I think one or two people found the experience very difficult. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so we talked about you guys all getting along, and some of the fans did not like Total Madness because they said it was like quote unquote boring. That it was yeah. kind of like, next up, raise your hand, I'll go in, I'll go in, I'll go in. Yeah. Um, so what are your thoughts as a, not as a fan, but what are your thoughts that the fans did Yeah, not I get it. Much? I think, I think, I get it. I think, I honestly wish they could all go into a season, right, of a challenge and know what it's like. Because just give us a break. It's horrible in there. It's really, really hard. Everyone's stabbing you in the back. I can't tell you how nice it was to be in an environment where you didn't feel like you were holding your breath for eight weeks because that's what it normally feels like that's what it felt like the season before so like i think if they knew it was like they'd be like okay yeah i mean i are glad for you that it was like that however as a viewer it was a little bit dull um i think also it was, it was unknown territory i think it was i think there'd been one season i've heard where there was something similar about getting a red skull but the whole red skull thing or having to go into elimination to make it to final was new for pretty much everybody who was there so it was we didn't really know what we were doing really i think i think MTV really wants it, Bunny uh, and Murray wants it to be that, you know, we'd, we'd get to the week five or six and everybody'd have a red skull. And then the last few weeks were people fighting to stay out of elimination. But we managed to time it so wonderfully that by the last elimination, everybody just about had their last skull. So nobody needs to go in like multiple times and lose, and lose a skull and go home. So it's just unknown territory. We didn't really all know what we were doing with it. I think we're all just trying to keep the peace for as long as we could do. I think if we'd had one or two other characters in there that weren't there, maybe it would have been a different game. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm going to be selfish and be like, I'm really glad it was the way that it was because I couldn't have coped with the season like 34 again um, yeah. with everybody just like fighting and shouting and arguing. I mean, it was just stressful. I, my so I was so anxious. I can't tell you how much food I ate when I was in the challenge house. I mean, I always eat a lot of food anyway. But in season 34, a snack, I was a snack queen. Like I was Snickers bars, like three Snickers bars a day. Breakfast was, was fully catered, lunch fully catered, cake, pizza, Thai food, drinks every night. Um, I didn't want any weight. I lost weight because I was constantly anxious. My stomach was constantly in a knot. Like we all lost weight. Like <laughs> we're all so stressed. <laughs> um, so something I want to talk about is you and Bananas ended up winning. Um, yeah. And it seems like you guys developed like a really strong friendship and al yeah. alliance. Um, how did that like start? How did it become so strong? Um, did it go back to War of the Worlds 2? Um, because I know Polly like accused you guys of something in the bathroom. At yeah, the yeah. <laughs> um, you just talk about your relationship with Bananas and how yeah. you guys became so strong together. So I, I don't think I spoke to Bananas much until about two, I, think, I don't think we became really friends until about two weeks into World of the Worlds 2. Um, I've seen him, obviously, you know, he's very friendly, very chatty and a joker. So if you walked past him and you said hi, he would always say hi back and you know, we'd have a bit of a joke. Um, but I don't think we spoke properly until really about two weeks in as the numbers were dwindling and I realised I was in his alliance. I didn't realise at the time I was in his alliance, but essentially it was Wes and Bananas at that point. Um, and then it kind of went Cara Maria, Dunn and Tori, but it was... So yeah, um, and then um, and then he went home, and then the next time I spoke to him was obviously well, some reunion. But next time was at the next season, and I just knew that I found him very uh, honest. Uh, is in the sense that if he doesn't like you, you know about it, and I like that, and um, I knew he was friends of all my previous alliance, so it was natural for me to kind of like stick with him. Um, I very much got my own mind. A lot of people do like to say that I do. Some people have said I do whatever Johnny says. I've never ever do what someone else says. There's some things that Johnny would have said to me. This is a good move to do. It doesn't mean I'm going to go and do it. I'll always stick by my friends, and that's exactly what I did. Um, and yes, yeah, so I consider him a very good friend. We ran the final together, and I couldn't have picked anyone better to win the final with. 
Mm-hmm. Um, he was, he's really got my back and I've really, really trusted him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's been, I don't know, have you went back and watched any like previous seasons of the challenge before Where the Worlds 2 at all? Um, to be honest, I feel like since I've been in the challenge, I did my season, came back, disconnected for two or three weeks. Then it was airing on TV, did that. Then I had to go away for the next season before it even finished airing. Did that, came back, disconnected for a few weeks. Then it all aired again. And then, and then we have lockdown and, and we can't stream it in the UK. The episodes don't exist in the UK. Oh. We'd have to find it somewhere. You can watch snippets on YouTube. There's not a website you can go on where you can just watch them all and they're all there for free. Um, and I think sometimes when you live your life on the challenge, um, you, you are, um, as much as I love taking part in the show, I'm glad to be away from it and get back to my normal reality because it can be all consuming. And I don't think it's very good for someone's health to just be all challenge all alive. So I probably have made a point of not really watching it, um, but I probably should do. <laughs> probably, uh, what are you gonna tell me now? You're gonna tell me something now that's gonna be. Well, I wanted to ask because we've had a couple of seasons where it was like Rivals, yeah. Rivals 1, Rivals 2, Rivals 3, and the Final Reckoning, um, where you're, whoever your enemy is, you're partnered with and you're gonna work mm-hmm. with them the whole season. So I wanna, we've talked about how you're like, friends with everybody. I just wouldn't be on that season, would I? They'd be like, Jen, you can't be on it. We're really sorry. Yeah. Unless you're just like, you know. (laughs) I was going to ask, who do you think your rival would have been if there was a rival season coming up and they want you on the season? Who do you think they would put you up with? Now, it could be somebody on the challenge or you could be partnered with a rookie. Like, if you didn't get along with somebody on Survival of the Fittest. Yeah. Like, who do you think your rival would be? Is it girl or boy? Um, we've, they've done both. So if you could pick one girl and one boy. Um, I feel like for a girl, it'd only be one person and I've already eliminated her. Um, oh, last yeah. season. So, because obviously she screwed, she screwed me over and behind my back. So that's the only, that is the only person I can say I didn't get on with. Um, I didn't get on with Kaylee either in, in, um, in World of the Worlds 2. Uh, I, I really, really found it difficult, uh, to enjoy being around her. She, she infuriated me beyond reason. Um, yeah. But I think, uh, and, and, and she's actually said to me, oh, well, well, if, at least we could be rivals. Because I said, I said to her, you're, I, went, I said to her, uh, you, you're a fucking bitch. That's what I said to her. I said, you're just a fucking bitch. Because she is, she was just not a nice person to me, to anybody around her. And she seemed quite proud of that title. She's like, yeah. <laughs> and ironically now, I get on with her. <laughs> so, um, um, and, you know, I can see why people like it now I'm not on a show with her. So I'd say you know, it would have been Kaylee or, or Dee. And, and I think for the guys, um, I don't really know. I don't really have any rival guys. I think the only person, um, I, I think the only person I can think of, maybe we Corey, because Corey thinks I, I screwed him over last season. But um, I had to stand by what I did. I did what I needed to do. It, it, I never made any promises to him about putting him to that final elimination. I think that's what his main concern was. He never asked me to put him in. It was absolute news to me that he wanted to go in. Yeah. Um, so I think I think that would be the only guy one really if I had to pick one. Yeah, I would. I was thinking Kaylee since since these blacklisted and the whole situation. Yeah, with me, I, yeah. I think Kay, I was thinking Kaylee, and then I was also thinking Corey. But I don't know if it was like a strong rivalry or it was just like no. Guys... I wouldn't say it is. No, I don't yeah. consider him an enemy. Um, I, yeah. I do think I do think um, he. I don't know if he thinks he can trust me. I know I am very trustworthy. It, um, I think it was just some unfortunate circumstances. I'm very loyal to my friends. And I think at the very least, as long as he, if he ever thought you couldn't trust me, as long as he could see that, I'm assuming he could see that what I did do was for the people that I was, I was, I was an alliance with, I would come there with. Um, and I, I'm very trustworthy. I am very trustworthy into a fault. <laughs> I mean, I stuck around with my first alliance this season, War of the Worlds 2. When, mm-hmm. when CT regularly asked me to come over to their side and I was like, no, no. No, because I, I didn't want to abandon my side. Even though we're going down the pan every single week, we're dropping like flies. Yeah. I wouldn't leave them. Um, yeah, and I think the, in the past, some of the like rivalries have been like reaches. Like there was one time where somebody just beat somebody in an elimination the season before, and they were like, oh, you're yeah. rivals. So I, I could yeah. see that you and Corey together, which I think honestly – you guys will probably win. I mean, Corey's been to how many he's such a good, Oh, he's such a good competitor. Like, mm-hmm. he'd be a great partner. Um, actually, somebody you said earlier about someone to partner up with, Corey, yeah. I think Tori went with Corey this season, didn't she? Um, he's a very good competitor. But he's good at everything. He's intelligent. He's, he's fast. He's athletic. And he's got, I think he's got a good political game as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, then, 
just my next question is, um, do you plan on coming back in the future? Um, and how many more seasons do you think you'll do? Like, do you think you'll become a challenge regular and do as many as you can? And so like bananas age and CT's age, yeah. or do you think you only have a couple more left win some money and then retire? I think it depends what's going on in my life outside of the game. Um, I don't like to let fans down. So if people really want to see me there, I'd hate to be like, sorry, I've won now. Bye. I'm not coming back. Um, um, I really do enjoy the experience and I hate it at the same time. I love it. And I'm so grateful and I hate it. Like it's such a, such a contrasting like emotion about the show. I love being on it. It's so hard being on the show. Um, um, I would always say yes to going back on the seasons though um, because I always think life's too short to say no to opportunities and how often do you get to go an opportunity where you get to go to a country, different country, travel, meet different people, do a crazy ass uh, challenges or you're hanging off something by your ass, and then potentially win a million dollars. There's not many chances like that in the world and I think the main thing that motivates me as well is thinking about my future when I've got grandchildren. I can't wait to be like, look at this. This is what I did. You know, when I'm sat in a chair all wrinkly and old and I can't get up to go to the toilet on my own. But then they can see footage of me jumping off a cliff, hooking onto something or whatever. So I think it's uh, quite cool. Uh-huh. And then, all right, to wrap up, I just kind of like a superlatives thing I want to ask you. Um, who's the funniest female and funniest male challenger that you've met in your experience? The funniest female, without doubt, is Big T. Okay. Doesn't even know she's funny. Followed very closely by Tori, and the funniest male—it's uh, got to be a toss-up between Kyle and Johnny. Johnny, okay. Um, they're just very similar. Yeah. Uh, my next one is: so you obviously won your first challenge championship this season or last season, I should say. Yeah. In your opinion, who do you think the next female and male to finally break that barrier and become challenge champions will be? I think Fessy, Corey. Uh, I've got very good chances. I think it's only a matter of time. And I think Tori. And I think Nisa as well. I think Anissa's right on the cusp. She's getting there every single time she gets to the final. Or she's making it very close to the final. So I think them too. And yeah. then, all right. So then this time is, I just want to let you say anything you want. Any, where people can find you on social media. Any last words you want to say. Oh, just, thank your you. Your time is yours. Yeah. Okay. Well, I hope everyone's not been too bored by me. The rumor is online that I'm very boring. I can assure you that I'm not. Um, <laughs> if you come over to my Instagram, it's all positive. Um, I like to just build people up and make them feel strong. That's what I'm about. I love, I said it earlier, strong women. I like, I like to make people feel empowered. I can't help it. I've loved doing it for years. That's why I used to be a personal trainer. It's why I do online coaching. Um, if you want me to whip you in shape, or want me to make you feel amazing, head over to my Instagram. Uh, it's Jennifer West Official. Um, I do all sorts of training as well. Guides, workouts, everything, everything. So, uh, yes. All right. Get in, get, in a, get in touch. Check it out. I want to say thanks for doing this. Thank um, you. See it. Yeah. I all love right. it. Thank you so much. I've really enjoyed chatting to you. It's been really fun. It's nice to relive some of the moments. You've brought back a lot of memories. I feel all anxious again. <laughs> yeah. That was the interview with Jenny West. I hope you all liked it. Reminder, you can... Find Jenny at, on Instagram at Jennifer West Official, and I'm at Dylan underscore Deckard underscore. Thank you.